You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. <laughs> Pie eaten. Jeremy Wallman. That I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Justin Kruger. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. And now let's ring the bell and start the show. the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Wallman. And we have a special guest host. JK is not here Thank today. Thank God. But it's okay. It's okay because I love who we have today. He made his OVW debut this past week and uh, he is going to be the host of OVW's Frightmare on October 29th. It is the one and only Steve Rummage. Steve, what's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate you hanging out with me a little bit while we was there. Yeah, so that way yeah. I didn't feel so awkward you know the whole time yeah. but uh yeah no it was uh it was exciting i got to think about that if i wasn't there you would have been awkward for that hour waiting for yeah <laughs> yeah like like it was okay once i once you know i kind of got around a little bit and stuff i was like okay th- now i'm okay but then at the beginning yeah oh it would have been bad yeah <laughs> really bad actually i probably wouldn't have went in until gilbert got there yeah so <laughs> but no i it was uh it was an interesting night man so yeah, yeah i had a good time uh, so uh, yeah, and so it's pretty exciting. I know Jeremy was was excited to, to see you out there, and you know, he was uh, fangirling it, taking videos. And he pictures was. And stuff. I was actually asked to do that by his lovely wife. How about that? So well, good. I, I like it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That's funny. She was also doing. It. She yeah. Was, yeah. Like, wow. She was doing it too. Yeah. She right? she <laughs> was actually watching it at home. But okay. I mean, I got the text approved. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's like sat over there on that wall where the speakers were. Didn't know that's where the speakers were, and about lost my hearing last night. (laughs) You didn't know the speakers were, but they're really big. No, I wouldn't even, dude. I'm six foot seven. (laughs) It's it's just like my elbows are taller than you, so I don't see most things that you see. I love how we. uh, I love how. By the way, man, I love that hoodie you're wearing. Yeah, man, it's. uh, I got a. I got a couple more coming, a different color, but apparently it's this brand. And for people listening, it's just a like a camo uh, Louisville Cardinals hoodie. But apparently there was a a soldier that passed away, and they sell this brand. It's like OHT, Uh and they do colleges and. Every little bit goes to like a fund that they have put together in his name. So like it's really cool. Yeah, it's they all got the American flag patch over here, and the they're, they're pretty sweet, man. So yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. You have a link to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get I'll get you I'll get you one. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's cool gear though, man. Comfortable. Yeah, too. So. yeah. I gotta uh, I gotta hook up with that. All right, sweet. I'm wearing the old collar and elbow uh, hoodie and uh, collar and elbow. You yeah. mean our our sponsor? Our sponsor, exactly. Yes. Collar Nubble. This is an exclusive Collar Nubble hoodie. You can no, you can't find this anywhere. Only there's only three made: a large, an extra large, and a 
maybe a small, and I have one of the three that was oh, ever made. Well, aren't you special? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it happens. But if you want other Colin Neville gear that you can get online, you go to ColinNevilleBrand.com, use promo code RINGSIDE, all couple of letters, and you save 10% on your, off your entire order. That's right. Colin Neville Brand, the best wrestling apparel there is today. We got to get running some Colin Neville gear. I know. I was just about to say, man, last night I saw a lot of people wearing that. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to grab me a hoodie or something yeah, yeah. so I can throw it on. And talking with Al Snow. Yeah, it's like you know maybe uh, maybe it would be better if I had something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, but yeah, definitely, man. He would. He will, he'll probably introduce himself. He'll probably say, "Your name is Mark." Oh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool. It was really cool hanging out with him. So I had a good time. Well, my favorite part that you shared about last night was when you said that Al punched uh, Daniel in the stomach. Yeah, he like so. slapped Daniel in the stomach real hard and stuff. It was, it was awesome, yeah. man. Can I go ahead and just say again how thankful I am that JK's not sitting to my right tonight? Yeah, it's my daughter sitting there. Uh, my daughter's here uh, check, helping us out in the show and checking us out. So, yeah, it's not JK. I'd rather much be my daughter than JK any, any day. So I'm just saying, you know? he, he, he predicted that us three were going to slaughter him on air tonight, and I don't want to let him down. I don't want to let the little guy down. Yeah. So, yeah. thank God he's not here. <laughs> JK. He's, I would like to um, – I would have liked to been there when JK met Al. After meeting Al last before night. or after his yeah. pants were soiled. Yeah, I was gonna say after after kind of meeting him last night and he he kind of dives right in. Like you're not you're not a stranger for long. I realized no, no. that. So uh He's yeah, never but, met a stranger, that's what he said. I know, the one time. I know. So I would like to have saw uh JK in that, you know, environment. So well, that's well, <laughs> hey, go go back and listen to that interview. I, I it was it, awesome. I heard it got it, I heard it got awkward. It pretty much was just live <laughs> right there. You want to hear what happened? Just listen to the interview. Uh, he you literally out. can hear him piss his pants on on the the audio. <laughs> Goes, Al was awesome when it kept, because he kept asking him to explain what he because JK's a millennial he likes using all these buzzwords he's sure. like well, what do you mean by by buy rate what do you mean by you know this or that and and oh my God he just annihilated him and then asked him if he was slow and it I just couldn't believe it yeah it was great it was, it was good stuff. <laughs> and, and and you know it, it's um he cut a promo right there but but that whole episode i mean that's our hundredth episode guys al snow that's where we debut our new intro that you've been hearing every every week um since that show and uh it you know it's um one of those things that when you uh when you hear it, it it's our uh like he go takes us to school like he literally yeah. just goes straight dives right in and like it almost kind of like you know, I know these guys. I've I've seen Al many times going that aspect, so I kind of was like, oh, I kind of was watching them. It's they it kind of hits you between the eyes a little bit, like you're, oh, he's going, he's going deep, like he's going there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Well, and just sitting and talking with him last night for for a little bit of time, man, just you realize how knowledgeable he is about the business, about oh, yeah. the production, everything. It's just it was pretty awesome. He is you literally, know? you know, and I and and I'm, I don't just say this because I'm. Part, you know, with him as far as working with him, and it comes to OVW and all that stuff, he literally is one of the best in the industry as yeah. far as knowing the business. And, and uh, I can only imagine what uh, we we've talked about this before. Looking back in a year from now, we're going to be like, wow, it's already been a year since he took over. A year since he took over, and, it's, and you see the change. Just imagine the change even more, and then yeah. the schooling that's that's coming coming come to an uh, effect with the trade with the, being a trade school and accredited. It's just going to be an amazing. I know we're 
we're always talk OVW and we always get OVW positivity, but well, that's because we're the official podcast of OVW. We are the official podcast of Wahab. Those beautiful turnbuckles in the ring. Yes. That banner in the facility. Yes. You know, so that's what makes this official. But yeah, it's just that's that's that is the main topic we talk about because uh, it's one of the best promotions that's uh, that's around. So I mean, that's why we do it. I mean, I, you couldn't pay me to talk about something I didn't believe in. And, you know, from day one, I've said this is not an indie promotion. This is about as close to the big leagues as you can get without being considered the WWE. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so, 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 Steve, let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, before we get into um, the uh, current product and talk, what you feel about uh, the Wednesday Night Wars and all that. Sure. I know we yeah. got you for a little bit more time here. Yeah. But what, uh, you know, talk about how, how excited you are to be the host. Uh, maybe, and maybe what has turned into this whole, you know, smack talking with this. Now, you, you, you were there to let him know you were yeah. you have this Shannon the Dude. We, yeah. we talked about him on the show before. You've uh, challenged him before. He's challenged him before. And actually, this is the first time that Shannon has even acknowledged any of your all's existence. Well, well, I mean, first off, you know, when I when I got the call to be the host, I was extremely excited because everybody knows when you listen to the show, you know, on 93.9, I do, uh, I talk a lot about wrestling. I mean, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. So anytime I can be involved with something, especially a special event, you know, like, uh, like Tuesday Night Fightmare, which is you know, almost like the... Uh, the Halloween, you know, time, and it's funny because even going back to a kid, man, I, Halloween Havoc was always like one of my oh, yeah. favorite pay per views, sure. you know, and around that time. So, so still, you know, kind of my circadian rhythm is still even now as an adult is like okay in October, the big pay per view, you know, yeah. something cool, yeah. and uh, you know now you got Hell in a Cell, which they screwed all the heck, and um, <laughs> but regardless, um, yeah, <laughs> so now it's October and we, and we got this. And to be called and asked to do that's cool, yeah. But but then as far as Shannon goes, like people people know, like I don't really personally, I don't care too much for them. Don't really care how they do their line of work. Yeah, you know, I'm not really a big fan. That that's never really <clears throat> been a secret. So uh, there's not a lot to work up there. Uh, but but just it was it was kind of I don't know I. I I don't mind somebody being upset. Like, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, anybody. You know I mean? My gosh, if they brought in another uh, podcast group, you guys would probably feel some kind of way. You know, if they were like, hey, we're going to set up the uh, the turnbuckle, you know, blah, 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 punk podcast, you know, to do the podcast. Great, great name, by the way. Yeah, you know, somebody would probably. be in charge of creative for us. I know, I know. So somebody would be, uh, you guys would feel some yeah, type of way. Absolutely. So I don't mind that Shannon yeah. felt some type of way, but just kind of the <clears> comments <throat> I was like, dude, come on, man. Hey, shoot me a DM, you know, if you got a problem. So he was obviously he didn't want to go that route. So we went the route we went, and uh, you know, and that's that's what happened. <laughs> well, you you made it known that you were there to, and you meant business. So and you you, I mean, you definitely um, took him by surprise. And uh, as this airs, you're uh, you know, um, there you're already you have to pick um, a um, yeah. A tag team partner because as we heard on the show, you got announced as or, or the match got announced, but then yeah. Shannon's going to pick a partner. He picked Adam Revolver. Sure, did you get a shot at the radio? The radio title? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of whatever. That, that was that was. I was there to uh, you know. I mean, I talked to Al for a little bit of time, and I, you know, Al Al gave me kind of the the rundown. Said, look, you know, I don't. 
this is how we do business here, man. You know, don't don't jeopardize your career somewhere else. But if you, you know, you want to handle business, handle business, you know. And then when Dean Hill come out, I had no idea really. You know, I'm like, okay, let's let's do it. And then when he's talking about the radio title, I'm like, dude, I'm here to slap him in the mouth. Yeah. I'm, I'm here tonight to punch him in the face. And I'm going to go back and do radio tomorrow, and, and I'm going to watch the product every week. You know, this is awesome. Thanks. You know, I'm going to do the, do the hosting of the show. And then to kind of hear that, I was like, you know, how can you pass that up? Yeah. Uh, and then luckily, um, a lot of people in OVW know a lot of people. Yeah. So um, I went to the back, you know, after hearing that, kind of hung around for a little while and talked to a few people. And uh, you know, some phone calls are being made. And hopefully okay. we'll have that announcement come in here Pretty soon. I even heard. I even heard some people reached out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few. I had a few. It's funny. We did the show today on ninety three nine, and it, it, there was not any shortage of of just people in general calling in, and they're like, "Look, people." The text line was lined, and, and, and I really truthfully mean this. Yeah. The text line was lined up. People were like, "I have a background in this. I have a background in this." Like people were. Nobody wow. really likes Matt and Shannon and them outside yeah. of. I'm you, not really sure the, why. Yeah, I know, I know. But if you're the Kentucky fan base, you. Do if not now, even the, even even the even a lot of the Kentucky fan base doesn't like really them. care for them all that much. So the, so there, it's not hard to find somebody that wants to beat them up. I, it's funny. I had a guy. He said, "Look, I've studied uh, at what was it Muay Thai? Muay Thai? Yeah." He said, "I've studied that for ten years or so." I'm like, "Okay, okay," but but I think the guy. Um, if if it works out, I'm I'm being put in contact with a guy. If it works out, it's going to be a guy that uh, I think a lot of people know. And okay. they're going to be okay. excited about so, and uh, one that I feel very comfortable that I'm going to go in there on the 29th, and on the 30th I'm going to have a new piece of hardware setting on the YouTube channel. So okay, yeah, we'll see. all right, we'll I like it. it goes. I'm luckily, excited. luckily for Shannon, Gilbert's face was in the way when you first got there. Yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert's a strong dude, man. He took the brunt I, of I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't wasn't ready for Gilbert to be that strong. You know, I come out and I was like, okay, I'm just going to bust Shannon up, and then Gilbert kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of hit me, <laughs> kind of hard. You know, I was like, "All right, all right." But uh, yeah, yeah. Gilbert. But I'm glad. You know what? But I'm glad it worked out that way because now I'm going to get it the way I want it. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully, hopefully, have a prize because if not, um, it was going to be fun, and it would have been nice to have that on camera. Yeah. Just just uh, busting him right in the face. But uh, now now I'm going to do that and get a little something for my uh, something for my trouble. Yeah. So quick question. The Radio Heavyweight Dollar General Store Championship of the World title. Okay. You what? win the title. I don't know. This 24-7-11 European Championship. Uh, okay. Um, Listen. When you win that championship, are you going to pull a Medusa the next night and put it in the trash can? Oh, no. 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 Because it's Are you going to be a fighting champion? No. Well, it's what I want to do is, here's the thing. We need a fighting champion. Here's the thing. See, you're, the comments you're making right here is, is, I think, the problem with what he's done. Uh, you make your, and I know you you love the business and stuff, but you're joking around. You caught the Dollar General title, and it's funny because it seems like a joke, and that's what he's kind of made it right, into because of the champion. Is what I want to do is I want to go in there, I want to kick his butt, and I want to take this thing, and I want to make it mean a little something. OVW is way too prestigious uh, of a company. You mentioned it earlier. OVW ran by Al Snow is way too prestigious to have a belt not or you know a title not mean anything and uh, I plan on taking that and I plan on putting some meaning behind that so after I have it people aren't going oh the radio dollar general haha they're going to say no the radio heavyweight champion of the world
Well, to, and, and I applaud you for that, but to be fair, he, he literally went to Kmart and bought the craft supply. That's not an Al Snow sanctioned championship. Sure, that, sure. That's a Shannon was bored and went home and, and, and did arts and crafts with some other little kids. And this, this Sure, but I think the something. man makes the title. So. Okay. How many times has he defended that title? Three, maybe. And all of them against Tony Vanetti? Maybe. Well, and, yeah. I, lo- and I love Tony, but yeah. I'm not Tony. So that's true. Man. I mean, now if you're going to be a fighting champion, you know, yeah. you know, I challenged Shannon the dude a long sure. before I was involved at OVW. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm a referee, so I'm a little, but I still will challenge him because this is a podcast and a podcast yeah. and radio. I mean, I'm on, I'm on radio just like he is. Oh, absolutely. You know, when it comes to where he's streaming, we're streaming. So you know, so you're I, saying this may be a future matchup here? I'm just asking, would he give me a shot? That's all. Okay. Yeah. No. I look. I 100. percent Okay. I mean, I, yeah, he's a fighting champion. No, all, absolutely. All I, don't, I, I don't mind. I don't mind that. That's what I say, man. You you take you take a title. Yeah. You, you take a guy like Brock Lesnar. You put the heavyweight title on him. You don't have Brock Lesnar on TV. Nobody gives a crap about that title. And I still think to this day they're trying to make the universal title mean something. You take a guy. You give him a title. You show up every day. You 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 fight with it. You do something with it. You 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 make it mean something. You know. So that that's what I, the point is. That's what I plan on doing. Going to change the the perception of that championship. Well, well, well I like you get, get a good segue there, and uh, you know. So, but but we'll find out what happens at Fight Mare yeah. on October 29th. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and we'll see. And I, I'm I'm confident. And now, of course, if I don't know if I'm going to rough that match, but I'm going to I have to be fair when I'm in that ring of the sure. ref. I'm fair. So as much as I want you to kick his butt. I got to call well, it in the middle. I, I will say this. I hope you do. Okay. I hope you do. I think that would be fun for you to be the one uh, to count three uh, when when I take that off him for the first time. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. I'm, it's going to be a good time. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so we got uh, you got that going on. But here's a nice segue. You mentioned the universal title. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling in the WWE, uh, AEW, NXT. Gosh, there's uh, impact. I mean, there's yeah. so much. Um, we talked about it's cool. OVW is back on Tuesday nights. I'm, I know you're excited about that. Yeah. But what about um, the, right now? What's happening? First, big breaking news that happened yesterday as we recorded this. Now, but it's been a week by the time it airs. But uh, you have Eric Bischoff being uh, stepped down, let go, whatever you want to call it, from the position of the SmackDown, and now Bruce Pritchard's in that row. Bruce Pritchard was the second in charge anyway, so it makes sense for him just to move on up. But I don't know why Bischoff left. There was rumors about the declining numbers, blah, blah, blah. But but honestly, I mean, they were going to lose numbers anyways. It happens with any kind of premiere. The next week is not going to be the same. It's out on a bad night, in my opinion, in the first place. It should be Thursday, not Friday, but that's what Fox wanted. It is what it is. Um, and, and you had the rock that's going to bring in millions of viewers and no rock is not. So, you know, it just, that happens. So what's your take on just the whole dynamic of SmackDown and raw? Lots. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I like what they're doing as far as, um, I, I'll, and let me preface this. I've been extremely unhappy with what I've watched with WWE over the past couple of years, okay. Myself, so so I, I I do want to. I just feel like to be fair, I need to say that before I go. But I do like what they're doing now. I, I never was a brand split guy. Me I just wa- I wasn't a big fan of it. I, I don't really like it. Uh, I, I would rather see just. I want to see the people that I see on a roster every time I turn the, the show on. But if they're going to do it, I prefer they do it and keep them separate. 
and make it feel really separate. Like it was back in when... Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, when they first did it, it was a big deal if, if a Raw and a SmackDown guy were showed up somewhere else. Uh, it feels like, outside of them putting Bray Wyatt and Seth directly into a match for the Raw championship with you know The Fiend being on SmackDown, um, it feels like that's what they're attempting to do. And I think bringing the brands into it's a pretty cool idea, you know. Or, or I'm sorry, the uh, the the networks to say, okay, Fox wants this, USA wants this, let's split them. Um, so I like that direction at least where mm-hmm. they're headed. Um, <laughs> now, did you not? Did you like the the war rooms? Those were terrible. That was the worst. Corny. Was terrible. And, so corny. And, and the worst part of that was the same war rooms on Monday night. <laughs> That they had on Friday, I'm like, did they just kind it's of? Same, it's, bunk? The same, it's the same footage. I know. I'm yeah. like, did exact they just same bunker there, and they, you know, uh, yeah. I think, but I, I can I can always applaud for um, for trying, trying something, trying, and I and I get what they were trying to do to make yeah. it make it a draft, make it a different thing. Uh, but but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm here I'm here for it right now. I am I'm here for it right now. I want to see where they take it, how it goes. Um, do you, do you think that? Do you see, in your opinion, do you see a reason why they would let Bischoff go up so soon? To me, I mean, that just feels like because I'm 100 percent with you. Uh, you're going to have a decline in numbers. That sounds it can't like, be that. No, it, it, <clears throat> it, it, so it's it's almost as if uh, you know, of course, and, and I think it was Meltzer. Somebody had a few reports early that uh, some of the people around were like, "Yeah, he's not really doing anything." Uh, I think is what it was. I don't want to misquote that, but. Uh, it's kind of like they just saw him in catering, and he really yeah. don't. He's not around. So it, it, sometimes it's just not a good fit. I think that's what it was. Bruce is a um, – I mean, he, of course – He's been there for a he's while. He's been there. Yeah. It's a good fit. I, I, I like what Bruce does for the most part. I think he I think he does a good job. I love – of course, I'm Paul Heyman. I love what Paul Heyman does. Outside of the two cuck stories, I could probably do without that. You know you know what's funny? <laughs> At least that's down to one now. Yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah. Funny, what's funny about when that, when uh, Rob was insistent <laughs> – when I, when Rob was in Cincinnati and I was there as next year, they oh that's when this guy Paul and Bruce were standing talking for a good like hour yeah, right there, yeah. and it was cool to kind of like hear them kind of because they were interacting. They were talking a little bit about Louisville. They were talking about OVW. Yeah, you know, going back because they were just knowing that was the next night. Sure, and so it was cool kind of seeing them interact. So they have a good good friendship. You can see. So I almost think that that. Um, I'm not saying I know Paul and Eric. I know Bruce and Eric had a good relationship. I don't know about Paul and Eric, but I almost think that if they're going to also work together when it comes to be brand separate, separated yet on each show because Heyman's on SmackDown with Brock, but yet he's running Raw. So I almost think like that dynamic works too. Sure, because you could tell, you could see they're in it. Like they're clo- they're good friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see that, and they. Yeah. Um and 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 believe it or not, both guys kind of have this persona, kind of like a Vince persona, where you see them and you're like in awe of them. Sure, well, they really do. Yeah, Eric kind of had that a little bit, not as much. I feel like you get that with Bruce and you get that with Paul. I didn't feel that way with Eric when I met Eric. Eric's a great guy, he's super cool. But yeah. but you had that. Oh my gosh, there's you know there's yeah, Vince, definitely. there's there's Paul, there's so I think that it, believe it or not, that has a big deal when it comes to. Leading a leading a a team or leading Absolutely. a production company or a production team or whatever. So yeah, I um, I'm I'm excited for that. I, I like how they're always said this before, and Jeremy's back. You could you said it too. We've all backed this up and said they've got to be completely different to be different to make the brand yeah, work. Right, and they're making Raw, they're making SmackDown look different. Raw still has. Has a different look, but it has the same WB look to it as far as the camera angles, all that. SmackDown's adding a little more flavor sure. to it. And, of course, 
looks phenomenal when it comes to the staging compared to the other where before they're pretty much it's the same maybe a 10 percent difference yeah that you know they've done a great job with the staging too i mean on both of those shows and i i did like uh, if if there was anything from hell in a cell to like it was um sorry i need to stop doing that i keep throwing those shots in there i know it's terrible i just was so i was so angry uh but but the how they had this uh, it, it wasn't a i understand you can't do the pay-per-view specific set the amount of money that's going to well i think they're going to start doing that again i know because that one looked um and and i said i don't even mind if there's like okay that was a template and they can make that do different things with the same stuff but i I like that the pay-per-view looks a little different too yeah so the look is the looks are awesome the smackdown stage maybe Maybe one of the best ones they've ever had. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm in love with that one. I think it's I mean, incredible. <clears throat> the fist was awesome, and even the little first one, the little swirly oval. Uh, of course, I love that one too. This is a classic. But yes, this right here, they could not done any better. I think if he even brought back the fist, it wouldn't have been as good as it. I think this is better. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I was a big fan, and the raw, the raw one's nice too. It's it's clean. It's yeah. simple. You got to see a little bit of that dynamic with Lacey Evans and uh, yeah. Natalia. She kept yeah. throwing her up on it, and she would slide down. <laughs> I was like, okay, the, the, I yeah. like that. It, it yeah. was cool. Yeah. So I like I like the look of of all around. You know. Yeah, yeah I thought sure. I'd be a little disappointed. I, I told Daniel and them on the show. I said, if this doesn't have some sort of reincarnation of the fist. To it, I'm going to be disappointed, but I wasn't. I mean, it, it's just blown everybody away. Sure. Yeah. I'm still not sold on the, the commentary team on Raw, but it's okay. I'll oh, get no, there. no, no. I'll get there. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, waiting. I'm, I'm with wa- you. I'm with you. I, I'm waiting on that. Chemistry takes – I mean, not everybody's yeah. like us. We just – instant know. chemistry. See, speaking of Bruce Pritchard, I've listened to an older – well, I guess it's been about a couple weeks ago. I didn't ago, say anything podcast. about Bruce Pritchard. No, no, no. It was earlier we talked about him. Um, but he t- we, it was an episode on Taz, and he talked about how Taz just had natural chemistry taken in that role as commentator when he did it, and it was like, oh, wow, he just needs to fit right in there. So um, – that is uh, so. That pretty much, you know, when we look at that, that it, I was like, that's it. That's right there. There's no chem. It feels like there's missing chemistry between the guys there. Not Lawler. It's it's not even Vic Joseph. It's whoever no, this Dio. other jabroni is. Dio yeah. is uh, now. Here's the thing. Dio's got a uh, a nice voice for for children's stories and lullabies. Yeah, like, I'd love to listen to him if I was a kid and I needed to take a nap. He sounded like something from like the Berenstein Bears when we were growing up, like the com- the cartoons. Yeah, but he's not he's not a wrestling commentator. Yeah, uh, well, I don't think not, chemistry no, is going to help that out. I mean, what, how are you going to how are you going to fit that into wrestling commentary? He's beating his butt. Bring Saxton back. Hopefully, when he gets down to the ground, he doesn't bring, hurt. Bring too Saxton bad. back. Bring that's all you no. need. You just put Saxton there. No. He's you're fine. No. I actually, I actually agree with that. Byron Saxton, right there. I, 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 Boom. I like Saxton more because I do think Vic Joseph's good. No, Vic's just fine. Yeah, yeah. Vic's fine. He's a good. He's a, I, I, don't trust me. I like Tom Phillips better. I do, but too. I'm okay with Vic Joseph as long as you have that third guy, and and you're still you still cover your your token by putting Saxton there. Now Graves and Cole. <laughs> what? Token. That's that's why they did it. Am I not? Am I not? Am I not saying anything that's not true? The thoughts and views of the yeah. Ringside Podcast are not necessarily reflected by those that are the thoughts. And- are completely Daniels. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're all Daniels. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I, also, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they put Renee, Renee Young back, too. Uh, but yeah. what, what? Okay, let's let's jump real quick because we got a little bit more time. Yeah, sure. Finish up. Let's jump real quick to... The Wednesday Night War. Yeah. We talked about it on our last show. We we spent it, we pretty much talked about the first episode. By the time we recorded, the second one was done, but we didn't really go into detail with it. But what do you think so far? We've had a few episodes of the Wednesday Night Wars. 
What do you think on it? What's your take on it? Yeah. You know, what's what, what, what do you got? Well, I listen, again, I, I just like I disclaimered earlier that I wasn't happy with what WWE had been doing. I am big time AEW. Oh, I love so you're AEW. an indie guy. Yeah, I love AEW. No, no, no. no. Let, yeah. Let's get it clear. And I love Steve with all my heart. He is an anti, he's so aggravated. What are you, are you trying I'm to catch a, a carrot? I don't know what to do. I'm just listening. I'm waiting for you to get there. He hated, at the point that AEW came out, he hated WWE so much. It wouldn't have mattered if AEW would have, if everybody ran out in a condom costume, he would have been like, that's the greatest stuff well, that's ever. What, that's what happens right now. They, they but could, it is good. I'm not trying to take farts any, right now, and everybody would be like, AEW, uh, AEW. It's like, but I do what? like it. I do and like it. To be fair, I did watch them do that. At at all in, all in, yeah, they did. So like, they did, so, they did. Yeah. You're right, I, and and I enjoyed that. Actually, <laughs> they did do that all in. I know. No, the the the, the, the resurrection of what did one resurrect of Joey yeah. Ryan? Yeah. Joey Ryan, yeah. yeah. So res erection. I got I, it. I had got started it. to get um, over the past couple of years. I had started to pay a little more attention to the New Japan product and was starting to really enjoy that. Uh, you know, of course, around the t- Okada Omega stuff like that, I was like, okay, let, let me start kind of checking this out. I started watching that a little more, started really enjoying it. Then Jericho jumps in the mix, and I'm like, okay, now I'm having fun with this. With this, you okay. know, um, of course, that leads you to Ring of Honor at the time, so you're kind of watching back and forth with the two. Then the AEW, all how it all works out. Um, I am no pun intended, all in. With them though, like I'm loving it, and, and I love NXT. So it's fair for me to say for myself, Wednesday night has become my wrestling night. Like I, I legitimately tonight, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go home. I know my wife. I'm stopping to get something to eat on the way home, and my wife has something she's got to go out and do. And, and if you, uh, is it okay to say this is Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know if this was one of those. Wait, well, it's going to air later, but we're going to Well, you know, podcasts have days. Yeah, we're actually supposed to be today. Well, I've, I've went on radio shows before where they're like, hey, this is airing Saturday, so can you act like it's game day? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Fair. I no, I get that. That's fair. 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 Um, but but we may have may have not done that before. So, so yeah. well yeah okay like, yeah. that's fine. But yeah. but uh, you know and I'm going to sit down and you're not going to pry me away from my chair, like I, I because the product that NXT is putting out and AEW to me is just entertaining. From oh, beginning okay, to end. so who who right now is the clear is the clear leader at the moment? Not not based on ratings, based okay. on you. Based on me, what, who's the clear? Well, Jeremy said it for me. It, me and Jeremy go back and forth about this all the <laughs> time because I'm a. Uh, for me, it's AEW. Okay. Like, I, I like AEW right now more than anything in wrestling. Okay. Um, I love The Fiend, but they pissed that away. So, um, or it looks like they're going to. It's Sorry. Saudi it money. just so made me mad. Yeah, gosh. But uh, but AEW for me right now is just that. And like you said, not, not ratings. Just for me, that's what I'm sitting down and watching. Like, yeah. that's my appointment wrestling right now. And uh, now are you channel flipping like I am? Of course, of course. Okay, yeah, 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 of course. I'm back. And See, forth. I'm not. I'm 1999 yeah. all over again. Oh, oh like, absolutely. I love it. The, I love it. The, I between TNT and USA, I never thought I'd do this ever again in my life. The first so, night, uh, me and my wife were in Gatlinburg together. We got a week together without no kids. It was awesome, and we uh, we sat there. Uh, and watched the opening nights of those two, and she kind of even was captivated by the. Well, you got to flip, and then well, I'm flipping over, and I'm. Oh, I love AEW, yeah, but right. then all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> now all of a sudden, Riddle and and uh, you know, of course, because I'm an AEW first, but now Riddle and uh, and Adam Cole, I'm like, 
this is awesome, though, man. It's a really good match, and I kind of want to see what happens. Then I flip over. I flip back. Finn Balor's in the ring. I'm like, what happened? You know? so it's, and I was like, and she was like, she was getting captivated. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so that's why for me, Wednesday nights right now is just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. And I, and I think you're seeing, you're seeing some of the best wrestling right now on Wednesday nights. I, I personally believe the better product is still NXT. Sure. I think, I think there's a lot of hype with AEW. And not, I'm not saying that AEW's not entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's just the better overall product. Now, has Cody sure. Rose had better matches than maybe you know a co-match? Sure, but there might be a possibility. You can do that. You right. can analyze different matches. I think the women's division is killing it in NXT compared to the AEW. Well, I've, I've said, and I and that's been my number one thing. I don't think the, a, the AEW women's division right now, I think, is what clearly sets it back a little bit. Yeah. Now, well, that in the commentary. I like the comment. I like Shivani. I love no, I, I, I love, love There's just been a whole bunch yeah. of like... Uh, it's we'll just not. It. It's just. It, 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 it's weird. We'll talk about it after the show. Uh, yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Anyways, um, I like the, yeah. the commentary though. I mean, I like the guys. It's just something's off. But it does look like it does have that. Uh, it does have that WCW look to it. AEW yeah. It does. Does. Oh, it totally does. And then NXT looks like an old Raw. So it does have that. You I know. know and and I, the, the reason I do enjoy it is I like Shivani and Ross together. Excalibur is okay. Uh, but I like Shivani and Ross because there's a little piece of me. It's like that was the Monday Night War. You know who they need to bring in? We just talked about it a minute ago. They need to put in instead of in that position, but instead of Excalibur, Taz. Well, well, he's doing he's doing yeah, AEW yeah. Dark now. So, so Taz would yeah. be would move in that position. You have Taz, you have Tony Shivani, and you have Jim Ross. I think that would be your your three man booth right there. I'm here for that. Yeah, like like I said, I mean, he called he called a couple matches on AEW Dark. So he's there because they, they record yeah. it. They make it right when yeah, they're there. Yeah, sure. I mean, so uh, I was watching Janela and uh, I haven't seen Kenny I haven't Omega. seen AEW Dark. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you know, I actually I have to admit there was some tweets started to come out. I didn't watch the first episode. Some tweets started to come out that Janela and Omega tore it down. So I was like, okay, I believe that. You know, let, let me see what happened, and I watched that. Uh, actually, just yesterday it came out, and um, that's the first time I really watched it. But it, I mean, it was awesome. You know, of course, you know how Joey Janela does. I mean, he turns mm-hmm. it into a, a a war, you know, a war a war zone. And uh, and Omega did cool. I thought it was good storytelling, kind of getting him ready for Moxley. So I, I did enjoy it though. Uh, but Taz Taz is on the call there now, so yeah, I could totally see that. Well, Steve, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, you know, definitely. Kinda, I know you, uh, you gave us you had a little bit of time, so um, we're doing the kind of a. Um, uh, extended version. We have another guest. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna line up here in a minute. But uh, cool. Thanks so much for and uh, I guess once again we'll see you at Fight Mayor and yeah, uh, gonna be an awesome maybe, time. Maybe maybe before then we'll see what I'm doing. All right, maybe yeah. before then. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got to make that big announcement. Yeah, well, we got to pick that. You got to pick that partner. We'll see. I uh, I have some plans. Where can they find you at on the on the on the social media? Yeah, you can find me at Stephen Rummage. Keep it real simple. That's simple. Yeah, make that's make sure you annihilate him. And I'm sorry to all the the followers. They instantly thought once I started posting stuff that I was the special tag team yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not me. No, I want to win. <sighs> I would squash either one of those dudes. <laughs> Y'all can't see that at Radio Land, but I'm giving him a finger right uh, now. I want to win. Uh, um. <laughs> I always thought he thought you were number one. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, he is. I know. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, again, Steve. 
right, guys. So, um, you know, we have this is kind of a two part show, and one we we have Steve Rummage. Next up, we have a guest coming up. This guy, uh, Jeremy, about the interview is he's been sitting front row at most of the wrestling shows you've seen in the last few years. Less recently, and he'll explain why on the show. But uh, he's he's front row carry. You always see him right there, front row. You'll recognize him once you see pictures of him. And we'll tweet it out. But um, yeah, man, uh, big super fan, and uh, now I'm glad Steve's gone. Uh, especially after some comments he made after we went off, went off the air. So, yeah. Glad he's gone. You guys got well. I will not be, uh, we will, my family will not be coming over this weekend to fix dinner like we normally do. So, uh, look, do you have to get in, do you need to get in the ring and have a match with Steve? I'm, I, all I'm saying is that I almost, I mean, I, I almost hit him with a chair while he wasn't looking. You know what? Do I need to ref that? I mean, false count anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the the ringside uh the the ringside studio brawl <laughs> brawl all right guys well let's go in let's uh let's bring Kerry on the line all right guys we are back here on ringside we got a special guest uh, we got Kerry Morris aka collar elbow guy on Twitter and Instagram used to be the squared circle guy you can find him he's up front row Kerry is his other nickname you can find him always in the front rows of all the big events. At the WB used to be in a lot more. I think he's kind of took a break for a little bit, but I, I, the carry, am I not mistaken? You're coming back to more more shows, right? And WB, yeah, you know, the, the the move to Hawaii, the home, and the updates we made kind of ate into my wrestling budget. But now that that's all past me, I can start going to more events, and it doesn't have to be just WWE now. Yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be WWE. I think I, I think there's a chance you might show up in the Louisville area pretty soon, um, in the that's next couple the, months. The other plan I'm working on, plus there's another company with some new letters out there. I may have a ticket for for an upcoming show. Yeah, yeah. What 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 would we call that show? Is it? Uh, I don't know. It, it it seems like an elite show. I think, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think when you go, you might see an elite. You know. Yeah, yeah. You might see that. All right. So, uh, so you've been going to wrestling shows. I mean, God, I mean, at least every time you post pictures, like like tw- for twenty, thirty years or something like that. Right. Thirty years. Um, yeah, my first show was in uh, Warrior and Andre and Dusty and the Boss Man, you know, but back in back in Dallas a long time ago. Wow, wow, that's and um, now have you always been uh, front row during all this time or? Um, no, uh, I mean ringside for sure in the first you know four or five rows, but I mean once I got out of grad school and had finances under my belt, then I made sure I'm like okay, I'm going front row every chance I get. Yeah. Um, now, um, what would be? I mean, as far as the events, what would be probably your favorite event you've uh, you've experienced? Oh, geez, that's a tough one. Um, you know, one that's probably memorable for the atmosphere and the whole entire weekend was Mania eighteen, Hogan and Rock. Okay, that you know that's actually um, Jeremy. When we had Jerry King Lawler on, he talked about that was one of his favorite matches to ever call. He said, uh, you know, his favorite match to be in was probably the whole Andy Kaufman stuff, but his favorite match he ever called was that match because the script changed right there in the middle of the in the middle of the Multiple show. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, I, mean, the whole, yeah, I mean, the whole weekend, you know, I was saying, like, I did it Thursday, and it was already kind of split Hogan and Rock, but as the weekend got, you know, you know progressed and more fans showed up, it started becoming more, you know, Hogan – crowd than a rock crowd and then in the Toronto I mean when Hogan did that kick out and the pointing of the finger and his kick out and everything I mean you see I saw people in the nosebleeds just jumping up and down I thought they were going to fall, fall out of their seat and fall down to another level 
Yeah, it, it was. It, the crowd was hot. I mean, it was it was hot for sure. I mean, the um, cameras didn't capture it. Being there was completely different. I'll go back and watch it. I'm like, man, it just doesn't quite capture how loudy that crowd was and how into it they were. Yeah. And, and uh, well, and, and I think now they mic the crowd a lot more than they used to, too, as well. I think back then they kind of they tried to hush the crowd as much as possible because you never know what they're going to say. I think now they try to realize that that uh, they want you to hear that. But they still, I noticed that on, on, when they're on SmackDown now on Fox, they mute that crowd very quickly since they're on network television. Uh, <laughs> at least they did uh, the last couple of weeks they've been on there. But now have you, um, so you've been, you got to go to um, SmackDown, on, the first SmackDown on Fox. Uh, saw you there front row in your, in your pink collar double shirt. Uh, and uh, so what, um, that, what, what exactly was that like? Was it, did it feel different uh, being that SmackDown compared to the, any other SmackDowns in the past? It definitely felt a lot different. It felt more of like a pay-per-view atmosphere, honestly. You know, everyone's had a lot of buzz and excitement for it. So, and, I mean, yeah, that's just how it felt the whole time being there. Yeah, it seemed to, um, it, it felt different. And it even still feels different on TV now. Um, and I, I do, I'm hoping they keep it a different. We kind of talked about this earlier on this episode, how, um, you know, it just, it needs to be different. If they want to completely make it a split, a brand split, they need to make it completely a different feel, show and a different show, and I think they're doing that. At least we're moving in that direction. Let's hope it stays that way. They could change their mind and go back to a non-real brand split in the future, but at least they uh, they they're making it. They're they seem to be making it different now. Um, yeah, well, you know, they're doing one roster. You still got to make the both shows look different. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you could see a lot of hey, I saw you see one, you see them all. Tune in another time. Right. Exactly. Now, um, the big news that came out uh, this week was uh, that Eric Bischoff is actually no longer in that role um, in the uh, executive producer or, or lead producer, whatever that role was called. Um, and Bruce Pritchard took the, took the road. I guess Bischoff is out completely. Now, do you like what is your take on the? Are you okay with that decision? Were you? Ex- were you I was more. I was excited for Bischoff personally to be in that position role. So I'm kind of thinking it's kind of too soon, but I. I I don't know. It's kind of an odd thing to him to leave so quickly. What's your take on that? I mean, at first, you, know, you feel bad for anyone losing a job, especially you uproot your life from you know Wyoming out to Connecticut. You make this big change to get back into have a major role in the business. To you know, four months later, hey, you're completely gone. There's not, hey, we're gonna make you an assistant, you know, executive producer or whatever. It's just you're done and gone. So I mean, makes me wonder what all really happened. You know, was it you know, you know two sides of the story. Maybe he did something he shouldn't have. Maybe it's you know, typical of wrestling political beat bullshit backstage. Maybe one, one person mad one time and that just left you the, that black mark the whole time and purpose seems to get fired. I mean, who knows? But he definitely took that for someone losing their job because I was excited. I thought this is the perfect guy to work with Fox, you know, network people, you know, because he's done it before with TV. So, yeah. I mean, I think Bruce Richards will do an excellent job too. I just feel bad for Bischoff. The um, it's kind of odd because uh, you know, I'm wondering if maybe he just he's been out of the business for so long, um, you know, it, it, of course he's been in the TV industry for a while. He's producing a lot of shows and whatnot in different areas, but he's just been out of the the wrestling business for so long. I wonder if that kind of like had a had a part of it. I, I don't know. Um, maybe he wasn't catching like they thought he would. It was fast as they thought he would. Maybe that was part of it. It's possible. I mean, I do think it was kind of odd that they gave him the, the the role going against Fox and and all that, and they didn't. It almost like his they, when they said they were going to bring him in, 
it wasn't when it was announced. He didn't take he didn't take over for another. Or didn't go in there for another like two months after it was announced. So it was like, oh, wow, that's that's kind of odd. That that seems to be. Um, you would think he would jump. I think if he would have jumped right in, maybe they would have realized, oh, he's not ready for it, or this is not right, or it would have helped him when it came time to go, to launch on Fox. He would have been more fit for the row or more more. Uh, more prepared for the role, I guess. If that's the case, we don't really know. Yeah. We're all speculating right now. We don't really know what happened. We may never know. And I'm sure. Okay, or yeah, we may never know. Bischoff, though, is the kind of guy that usually kind of opens up and lets you know. So when, I guess, this next podcast is going to be the one where are they going to talk about it or not? Um, so that would be the, <laughs> that would be because the last one I aired, it aired the same day it was the news re- release. So you didn't get a chance to have that interaction. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Maybe they should have had you know, him and Bruce as co-executive producers of SmackDown. So this way, you know, to help Bischoff with that role. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they'll be dropped the ball somewhere. Maybe Bischoff did. Maybe they both did. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, now, uh, do you like the um, the way things are going right now? I mean, it's, it looks to me like SmackDown is the A show and Raw is your B show, and it's been the way the other way around for so long. Um, what do um, are you liking that the switch is that that way where SmackDown's more important than Raw? It seems like I mean, or 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 do you take have a different take on it? No, I think it, I, I like it, and they need to do it because it's truly SmackDown, like you know, redheaded bastard stepchild for so long. That, I mean, I think Raw, for the most part, may always have the stigma as the issue, but SmackDown being given the treatment, special treatment now. And they can finally bring it up to hey, it's just as equal as Raw in both the A shows. I got to tune into both. Yeah, and I do think that uh, one of the things that I've noticed with this whole draft, uh, which I <laughs> we'll get your take on that in a minute, but I was shocked that they put certain people on Raw that I wasn't expecting to go on Raw. I thought I thought SmackDown would have all the you know bigger stars. I'm using quotation marks, but it seems like uh, Smack or it seems like Raw got their got their their sh- fair share of of uh, stars. You know who I would. Uh, expect to go to uh, SmackDown. I thought Becky Lynch would for sure be on SmackDown. I thought Seth Rollins. I thought you just figured they were going to lose the titles and do that or whatever, move them there and then lose the title at Crown Jewel or something like that. But um, no, it, it's and there could be trades that happen later. I'm not saying that they won't ever go. It's just right now. But um, it's just I was a little shocked of of the outcome of that. I was picturing Charlotte being on SmackDown, honestly, um, not being on Raw. But I kind of figured, you know, they really want people like Lesnar on there. If Ron, if when Ronda comes back, they're going to want her on Fox. That's why, you know, you got Kane Velasquez on there. And, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, you know, you, you got to have some star power on Raw. It's three hours. you got to fill that. Um, I'm sure USA, USA wanted their share of stars as well. So, hey, they can't get everything to Fox. You know, they're paying you some good money, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, what was your you take on look. the what was your take on the draft? What do you think about the way they did the draft this time? Uh, making the networks involved, um, having the war room, um, you know, like the whole the whole layout, how they did it. Overall, I like it. I mean, kind of made it seem like they're making it more like more realistic, realistic, like it would be an NFL draft or something like that, or real sports draft. Um, a little bit was a little corny and cheesy with the war room. I mean, I get why they want to include the, um, the network in there as well, but you know, overall, I, I enjoyed it. 
Yeah, the one thing I, we 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 joked about the war room look being kind of goofy. It looked seemed like they used the same footage from each from each night when they were clap clap giving each other high fives and clapping and cheering yeah. and booing and whatnot. Um, one of the things playing the five same playing the same five seconds each time. Yeah, it was the same. It was like they didn't. It was the same thing. At least at least they did it. Uh, for each war room once, for sure. I think, but I, I'm pretty sure each time they showed them, it was the same one. They showed them once on SmackDown. They showed them again on on Raw. It was like the same. It was just weird. Um, that that I didn't like. Um, but um, and I think the war room. I think it had too many people. I don't think they needed 20 people in each room. I think it could have got by with just five or six, and it would have made more sense because having that many people, you're probably going to have. It's going to be harder to really make a decision, anyways. If you if you really think about a world room and who's making decisions like that. But anyways, that's it that's near here or there. I guess that's that's maybe over analyzing stuff. But um one of the things that I that I um that I didn't I thought was weird and maybe they explained and I just didn't hear this or maybe there was and I missed this somewhere and, and, and if I did I, I but I didn't like how SmackDown does these the drafts started on SmackDown. They do different rounds but yet some of the top stars didn't get drafted and they waited that until Monday but if this was really a draft, wouldn't you and wouldn't you want the to all the top stars should have been gone by the time SmackDown was done? And rather on Raw and SmackDown, you should have. And I guess they wanted to pe- have more viewing power. I get why they did it, but it should have been explained a little better. Of why didn't you pick Seth Rollins in round one or round two? But you saved him for round one on Raw when you let him when SmackDown could have easily took him this whole time. You know, it was like things like that that kind of threw me off. Yeah, or I think maybe next year what they should do is maybe make it a, a network special. Honestly, do a do a draft show that's on a, on a different night of the week, so this way you can put them all in one and get it all done in one episode and not have you know things like that happen. Yeah, the network special would have definitely been been the right way to do it. Um, I think that would have made more sense. It would have got people to watch the network more. Um, you know, and it would have also uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Jeremy. You guess there, what yeah, I was going to say, there, there was just a lot of things that didn't make sense to me about the whole draft. I felt like overall it was a disaster, especially with the order sheet being released like an hour before Rock or SmackDown came on that night. I felt like that was a huge blunder. And just for me, the whole, oh, 40 people on this day, 40 people on that day, or whatever it was, I know those aren't the exact numbers that were more eligible for Raw, uh, Raw than SmackDown. But it just... Nothing about that felt like a draft to me. It just felt like, hey, you know, we've already got, obviously I already had it figured out, but it's, it made it feel even more planned out yeah. because of the way they had that divided. Well, and another thing, too, is that when they showed the draft before, you had got, they showed the locker room, and then they found out where they were going, and they got their reactions, which is what happens in the NFL and the NBA. You see the players' reactions yeah. of whose team took them. They did miss that opportunity this time. They could have showed their reactions of, Oh, you know where what yeah. where they're going to, and then if somebody could have been mad, somebody could have been happy, whatever it was, you know they could have used that. Or there maybe somebody immediately running and saying, "I'm I'm I'm getting traded. I'm not I'm going to work. I'm not going to SmackDown. I'm going. I'm staying to Raw." And then you're trying to work out a deal with whoever it is, and that would have been that would have brought in a whole other a whole other angle you could have used for you know a whole month or whatnot. Then then the whole sour the sour cherry on the top of the Sunday was them saying. uh at the end of Raw, tune in to WWE Backstage tomorrow night where we introduce a massive blockbuster game-changing trade. And then people tuned in, and, and I, I, had my, I, was at, 
I was at OVW, but I have my uh, DirecTV Now app on my phone, and I tuned in to see what it was because they announced, hey, Triple H will be on next to announce the Blockbuster trade. And it was just not, not taking anything away from these two people, even though I am taking something away from them. But it was it was Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for nobody. That's not a that's not a trade. They they said it was for future draft picks, but there's no future draft picks. Well, there. Well, I guess there will be next year. What does that mean exactly? Yeah, whatever that means, right? Right. Which, and it, again, it is wrestling. They could, they could, they could change whatever they want. They could say that and then later say, "Oh, we we actually meant this" or whatever. Or they could, right, right. You it, know, it just made it more of a mess. It's it, that together last minute, honestly. Yeah, it does. It and I and I have a feeling because um, there were going to be tra- I, there were rumors that were going to be trades like. What what should have happened is you always have this, and this is if they want to do a trade, they should have immediately go. Raw has the next pick, but wait a minute, they just realized they just traded it off to SmackDown for somebody. This is the pick, so now SmackDown's going to get the pick, and that would have made it interesting, you know, if like you got if um, you know, say Stephanie got interrupted by Eric Bischoff or by Paul Heyman or by Bruce Prichard or whoever, yeah. you know. My uh, my thing is is that it almost feels like. Is my, I mean, I'm WWE through and through. I love all of them, um, especially NWA Power, dude. If you've not watched that, you need to tune in. The first two episodes have been absolutely phenomenal. But getting back on track, uh, for me, it just feels like with the ending of Hell in a Cell that aggravated the majority of the people. I did see some people that liked it and I questioned their sanity immediately. Um and then with this, the trade almost felt like, okay, they're going to make it up to us. They they know that the draft was a fail. The order sheet was released beforehand. They didn't really make a lot of changes after they realized the order sheet had been. The people that were supposed to still end up on those brands ended up on those brands. So it wasn't a huge change. And I felt like, all right, they're going to make it up to us. And then they announced the trade, and I'm like, they're just trying to piss us off. And, and they did. They, they effectively did with me. Casual fans, you 
that were just joining in by the millions. I thought, oh, man, this is so awesome. Whereas, like, me, and I knew a lot of hardcore fans back then who were didn't care for that. I knew a lot of times I was bored with that. I said, this is boring, this is stupid, or whatever. But uh, the casual fans loved it. I mean, they were dumb as fuck. You know, they thought, Kane, I think we're really brothers and Rick and Scott signed at work. You know, that's how dumb these people, some of these people were. But they just went there to always entertain, have fun, get drunk. Um, so, I mean, maybe you need to write storylines and have your matches to cater to that much larger audience. I, I watched the, and speaking of the attitude era, uh, this is how, this is how, why the, ca- the casual fans were so important back then that, and you had the hardcore fans, you had the casual but but you look you took you when you watch an old attitude era stuff or even just just from ninety seven ninety eight all the way up to say two thousand two three you know that that's pretty much the attitude era so you watch anything in that that aspect you can see all the different wrestlers come out the Rock Triple H all these people fans were cheering their signs were up going crazy people were going nuts there were so many stinking signs in the building when you watch a Raw it was unbelievable but you watch this stuff but every single time it didn't matter how many times you heard it. Every single time you hear the you heard the glass shatter, the crowd went so nuts. They, I mean, they went crazy. It didn't have if it, they may have heard it at the beginning of the show, now it's at the end of the show. They lost their mind every single time. That's how over Steve Austin was, and still to this day, he gets that same reaction. Oh, when he was in the Garden, yeah, or the Rock in L.A. Because after that, you know, like you know when. Um, and, and Becky and Sasha and Lena just came out. Crowd's been dead. Like, okay, we're done. You know, bring right. bring out the real stars. Right, exactly. Well, I think that's what's missing. I, I, some of us, you know, after shows, we'll discuss this. And one thing, even for especially for a three-hour RAW, you have all these wrestlers on your roster. You need character development. You know, and so you need to have shorter matches, more run-ins, stories with players. Get give these give these women and men TV time to get their character over. Why should I care about them? Not everyone has to be in the main event or holding a belt, but you need that character for somewhat for the fan audience to care about. And I think that's what's missing. You're absolutely right. It is characters. You know, and and and, and granted, I know we, we're going to talk. I'm going to ask your opinion on him here in a second. But I know AEW you know, started. They got the buzz right now. Everything's hot. And, and they're, they got a good program um, going on. And they got great stars there. But uh, some of the things they're 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 what they're struggling with now. Some you have some that have it, but you, there's like part of their program they're missing that character development. And they're getting there, but a lot of that times you see uh, it problems even with WWE is that you get these people that go up there they don't have this development of this character who they become. You know, like right now you only have a few that's happened in WWE. You have you have your. Um, you have Becky Lynch. If you look at Becky Lynch, where she was four years ago compared to now, you see a development of character, and she is white hot. And you would have never thought oh, in, that, in that group, you would have thought Charlotte was going to be the, the one. Maybe Sasha. Maybe Sasha. Yeah. But it was going to definitely be one of those two. And Becky surpassed both of them. And Charlotte's still, I mean, no offense, she's a great wrestler. She's one of the great talents. But she's still riding on her dad. And I, don't, I know she doesn't want to do that, but she, that's what it is. I think I think Becky has. If it wasn't for that, I think Becky would have surpassed her a long time ago. It's just amazing what she, what her development of character has done, and and then um, and Sasha the same way. But Becky's just by far just passed them up tremendously. Well, you gotta let them be themselves. Find out who they are, be in tune with who they really are, and turn the volume up. You know, I, you know, scripted promos are death. Don't do that unless unless it's a rookie who needs that help. Give them both points and let them go be themselves. Sink or swim. 
Yeah, your bullet points. And that's uh, one thing I got to give Al credit. He, when he talks about, when he gives the guys promos, he says, you need to do this, 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 this. But he says, go out there and do your thing. And he lets them learn. And he's, he's, you know, he's let them have it in the back or let them have it at TV review when we go over stuff they did wrong. Not let them have it in a bad way, just telling them what they did wrong. But then he's let, but it's teaching them how to do the promo, how to do everything. It's it's helping them, guy. But they're on their, they're, he's putting them out there on their own and giving them bullet points and letting them learn how to do it. And he says, this won't cut it in WB. Yes, they're going to script you, but at the same time, there, there's going to be chances where they're going to give you an opportunity to run with and to get get yourself over. And you've got to be able to get yourself over on the mic and without a mic in front of the crowd and, and also in the ring too as well. Um, so let's let's talk a and little. Know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, and, and you know, I spent a couple of days at the performance center, and you know, and that's what they're focusing on. Like they, you know, Triple H is a little more old school in his ways. He's like, you know, uh, I want these guys bullet points. They got to learn to talk for themselves, find out who they are as a character, and bring them out. You know, we don't. He's like, he's like, ah, there's no script for the promos. You're gonna learn to do it and sink or swim. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now let's talk a little bit about this whole Wednesday night war we got going on now. Um, I don't know about you, but I've shed on this show already before today and many and a couple times the last couple of weeks is that it feels like 1999 all over again, where I'm flipping back and forth between TNT and USA. I'm actually enjoying it. I feel excited about. I love. I didn't ever thought I'd ever do that again in my life. So it's pretty. I'm pretty excited about it. But you know, it is. It is definitely two different products. But there are. There are kind of they're, they're they're putting everything they have into it so it's not they're not uh slacking by no means what is your take right now on the wednesday night wars between nxt uh and the uh AEW? you know honestly i find myself for the most part watching majority of the of, uh tonight i probably spend most of my time watching aew over nxt you know i think i just find that you know right at this point it's not perfect definitely uh more enjoyable product is it something different it's something fresh and plus you know i can always you know, I feel like I feel like, I feel like NXT. I'm like, okay, it's not totally completely must see TV. I can flip it on the network mm-hmm. the next day or whatever. Catch up on it, honestly. Whereas AEW, I kind of feel like, okay, there's a little bit of urgency. I need to watch see what's going to happen because you know, I mean, you know, my time is limited. I, I can't watch every wrestling show out there, but you know, this is a good chance for me to learn about some of the other wrestlers I've never really had a chance to watch in depth and up close. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those that. For for the most part, I have been watching AEW be f- like started off and then flipping it to, to NXT. I do go back and watch the entire shows and in, in completely after the flip. I make sure I see everything. And honestly, for the most part, in my opinion, I feel like the product overall. I think NXT has put out a better overall product and has been the better show. Although AEW has had points that have been higher. If it, if it makes sense, it's kind of like but back when I watched Nitro and Raw. Like there was times where Raw was the overall better show, but there was t- there was points on Nitro that I I love that was like you know Goldberg beat Hogan, you know, or uh, you know mm-hmm. whatever. It, like those moments were like oh wow, those those are amazing. But the overall, but when I watched Raw, oh, but Raw overall was a better show from top to bottom. So it's um, yeah, well, I, I mean I have my concerns with both and what maybe what things they should do. Uh, so we were talking about that so we're weekend in LA about different concerns at AEW because I don't want them to fold or anything. I want them to thrive and continue to grow. Um, you know, Cody, I think, made a comment in some of you how we're going to cater to the basically saying we're going to cater to the hardcore audience, not the casual. I'm thinking, no, you can't do that. No, you got to reach out to that casual fan, build your audience, you know. And right. we're also thinking, and also my concern also is TNT. 
you know, how long until how how long do I say, you know, yeah, we don't care about the weight rankings. We don't we don't want to be associated with wrestling people. Yeah, that's true, and I think uh, I, I I think it's going to come down. Right now, they've you know the ratings have come out. They they kind of down, they dropped all product. All, everybody NXT, uh, AEW, yeah. even Raw and SmackDown. They've all dropped since the first that that, that uh, premiere week, um, which is you know that's not normal. Honestly, it's all about what they're going to do in the next couple months. I don't see AEW ever folding. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be a WCW kind of thing. I think they're I think they've got a great that it, I guess they could if they don't do the if they make the same mistakes WCW did, but um, yeah. I, I don't see them. Or if they can't get TV, you know, so right? They couldn't get TV. TNT started to you know you know snub them, you know, which might which would be my concern at some point. Yeah, I mean that that could happen. You're right. That would be the only way that would they would fold. But I think they would probably. That's what I mean. That's what happened with kind of TNA Impact is that they uh, although they haven't really folded, they just their TNA did uh, impact didn't if that makes sense. it's kind of the same company but yet they're different if that yeah. makes sense but um, but that's because of the whole TV deal they didn't have a TV deal so therefore it kind of it caused them to b- get bought out and new owners and t- you know move Dixie Carter out of there and whatnot and all that kind of stuff and J- Jeff Jarrett gone and and, and everything so it's kind of those kind of make sense so that could happen I guess it could turn into something else where um, you know is it Tony Khan is that his name. Um, yeah, could, yeah, he could step away and say, I don't want to do this anymore and sell it to somebody or whatever. I guess that all those things could happen. Right. But I just don't, unless they lose their TV deal, I don't see them folding. And, and the only way they lose their TV deal is if they stop, um, putting out a good product. And I think there's always going to be surprises. Um, it just, what sucks now is that you're going to find out. So you're going to know when somebody leaves WWE, oh, well in about 90 days, they will be an AEW. And it's like, you kind of miss that whole uh, you're probably never going to see that really awesome surprise. The only one that can really give a big surprise right now to show up would be CM Punk. That would be whoever whoever officially gets him back is going to be huge, and I do think it's going to be WWE if they get him back or if he comes back. Um, but well, you know, I don't know, maybe because I mean, a lot of people who put the answer to air were kids, and I, those are my college days. But I mean, I knew most of us that were jumping outside of you know Luger and Vader. Most of them I knew, like Hall and Nash, were jumping months in advance and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I mean, I've never really had, I never really had that. Oh my God, this person actually showed up. Were they just in WWF, you know, last night or something? And, yeah, it's been it's been uh, a long time since. That, I mean, even when um, there's been a couple surprises, like it's it's usually you kind of. It wasn't one of those. Oh my, it wasn't a Lex Luger. Lex Luger. It wasn't a. Um, a um, you know Rick Rude. It wasn't one of those like shocking Paul, uh, even Jericho or, or Big Show or when, when he first came. It wasn't all these big oh my goodness moments. You know I can't believe they're on this program now. Um, and yeah. I love the like, yeah. Jericho and you know the, the radical. I mean that stuff. I knew months in advance. I knew Rude was showing up after the on WWE after the Montreal Screwjobs. Like okay. You know, at least for me, there weren't a whole lot of surprises like a lot of people, I guess, they had when they were watching. Right, right. There, and, and they need the only one that can do that right now would be would be Punk, and I think Punk would yeah. n- not tell anybody. I think he would. It needs to to make it work. No one could. No one can know, and it has to be a complete one hundred percent surprise, and no one and get not get a leak. The only way to do that is to keep the circle between just a few people. And, and and Jericho's done it before. He he surprised and showed up at places without anybody knowing it, and. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you, you know, between like you could keep it just between you know him and Vince or him and Vince Lacey, Triple H and Stephanie, you know, just 
and no one else could know, not Bruce Pritchard, not Paul Heyman, no one else. That they really, truly want to be dedicated to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, you know, we could talk all day about wrestling, and I'll, we'll definitely have you on again, and maybe even when you're uh, come to town for some OV, an OVW show or two, we'll get you on in, in person. Um, and talk a little bit more and break down some stuff. But where can they, uh, I know I kind of said at the beginning of the show, where can people find you on uh, on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, I am Collar Elbow Guy, Collar Elbow WD Guy. I forget which one's which, but that's Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, now you, um, and, and what's 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 cool about your you, the whole Collar Noble thing is that you, um, little backstory, and, and you can kind of uh, touch, kind of throw in this, and if I get anything wrong, but. I know you said you 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 the square circle guy you used to have, uh, support uh, Victoria um, is, is restaurant in Chicago the square circle you would wear that shirt all the time and you sat front row and, and everybody knew who you were you were the square circle guy and that was that logo there that had a kind of the Chicago flag look to it and then um, yeah. then I guess uh, Al's Al and Rod Hicks and the guys at Carnival reached out to you and thought about making you a Carnival shirt to have that look and would you wear it on front row right or, or they just thought about wearing it period is that kind of how it started with Carnival? I mean well, yeah because yeah, you know with the whole thing with um, Square Circle that was not planned that was the last minute Lisa I was in a podcast with her before I left when I was 30 Lisa asked me because uh, I started sitting she looked at me she pulled me aside you know, would you mind wearing a shirt? Um, would we give you a free one? I said, yeah, sure, what the hell? And I, I, I didn't think anything about that. Okay, no one's really seen your notice. No one's going to care. But it just took off from there. And then Rod, remember me from our time at the Performance Center, and we reached out, and, you know, he was like, hey, would you wear it? I said, yeah. I said, now, nah, at the time, Scorsese was supposed to come back into business after they closed. Yeah. And I said, you know, every time I might wear their shirt, too, to still rep them, but, you know, they never did reopen. And right. so that's basically how it happened. Yeah, and then um, of course you wear the shirt, and then of course just like we here, they sponsor our podcast, so we got a, that a promo code that gave you one. And sure enough, man, it, it's been uh, people started. Uh, I think you helped get uh, Al get the brand over. I mean, honestly, I mean Al Al really? constantly puts you over as you've done so much. Like you, you know, you've been out there, you know, with that wearing that shirt, wearing that logo, that uh, just people started recognizing more and more, and 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 it just kind of from there, so they know to look right. I mean, of course you you see the. The green smiley guy, you see, you know, uh, the, the 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 Mets shirt guy, you see, you know, you have Brock Lesnar guy, you have all these different people that we all, you know, uh, and uh, we all know when we see them, but um, but they always knew you were the square circle guy. Now you're the collar noble guy, so it's pretty cool. And and we we've missed you on these pre previews, so we're you know a lot of them. I know you've been the big shows this year, but it's going to be good to kind of see you in your normal spot um, <laughs> coming the next year. I see. I've been moving to Hawaii, kind of, you know, and making upgrades to the home kind of took me out, took my wrestling budget down a bit. But now that's done and gone. I can start going back to more shows. So now, now, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, interesting to see you because we saw uh, at the debut episode of uh, AEW's, uh, you know, Dynamite show. There we there we see a green smiley guy front row. We're like, wait, what? This is. This just seems weird. So, 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 when you if you happen to be at one of those shows, it's probably gonna be a little weird seeing you sitting there in that spot. Yeah, uh, there were some people that, um, like in LA, that some some WB uh, people were calling out Danny for that. Like, hey, you know, just give him a hard time. Hey, you traitor! How could you go to the other side and stuff like that? You know, and <laughs> apparently even even Brandy apparently recognized on the way to the ring. She stopped and pointed to him and acknowledged him. 
That's uh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, you yeah. know, it's, I gotta say, probably the biggest. I gotta say, it's amazing. Some of the actual WWE wrestlers actually recognize me, which I still like. All people they meet, how do I stick out? Yeah, well, I mean, like you've you know you've shared a couple stories on other on our our friends at P, uh, PPW podcast. You've shared about your you know having uh, under having a good story with the Undertaker and meeting him and kind of having a connection with him from back home where you're from originally and and all that and uh, yeah, kind of like know some is it the same people or some kind of uh, area or something like that. Like, well, I got a, I got a moment after his match with Buddy Murphy on that SmackDown after SummerSlam. Uh, I guess they got a commercial and he was sitting on the apron, just kind of like I you know this chilling. And I was like yelling at him, and he's like came over to me. He's like, "Hey, man, how's it going? I haven't seen you. How's the move to Hawaii?" And gave me a hug. I'm like, How did you know I moved there? Yeah, I never told you that. Wow, that's and apparently that's even cool. apparently even some of the higher ups like that WrestleMania weekend, like higher ups in the company are like, "Hey, how's Hawaii?" I'm like. Who the hell are you, and how do you know I live there? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but that's that that lets you know that the that they actually do watch and pay attention to what's going on in the crowd, you know, and um, you know for sure. So that's uh, that's pretty cool um, that they. Yeah, um, not even though among the camera crew, apparently they have nicknames for a lot of us, and they're not good nicknames. So I'm curious what mine is. <laughs> Well, I, I do know that uh, Jason Ayers has uh, things good about you, even though he, he, I told him that, you, to, that uh, you told me to smack him in the back of the head. He goes, I wouldn't do that. He goes, yeah, he told me not to. He goes, I wouldn't do that. But Jason has uh, things, th- things good about you, so he doesn't he doesn't have any bad names. At least at least when I was there, the, nobody said anything bad. But they also knew you were my friend, so maybe they didn't want to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. no, we just give each other a hard time. I got actually at Mania 35 when he came out to give instructions to the to the battle royal rap. So, we were giving each other a hard time back and forth or the other rest where he's wanted to come over and kick my ass. And he had explained to him, no, no, guys, it's okay, we're friends, we're just, how we do? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got you got to he um, he roots for terrible um, um, Big Ten teams too. So, uh, I you. Yeah, I know. Wow, I, did, I don't I don't know what he's he thinking. Must, he, must, he must be a Duke fan. Oh, God. Yeah, that poor guy. He needs help. He needs help. Maybe may, now. Maybe I'll see you on uh, Survivor Series weekend because I'm sure you're going to be there in Chicago, right? Oh, yep, yep. I'll get there. Yeah, Friday morning sometime I forget when I land but yeah I get there Friday morning I'm planning on being be there for all the, all the shows I'm planning on trying to be there for all the shows too um, uh, so hopefully that'll work out but uh, anyways uh, oh yeah Carrie again thanks for thanks for coming on we appreciate it and um, and uh, I guess we'll see you soon ringside right uh, yes you will yes all right, guys, that was uh, that was Kerry. We appreciate him coming on. He's front row Kerry, Kerry Morris. You can also find him on um, Twitter at caller at caller x elbow WWE, and he's also caller noble guy on Instagram. Uh, he always tweets out uh, pictures and stuff from the events he's at front row and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, he's a good follow to have. Uh, great dude, great guy. Uh, been a huge WB fan, and and I sh- should have made him answer the question here, but he did kind of mention that he's his budget's been because of where he lives, and he can't be able to be a lot of shows. But no, he does not. WB does not pay him to be there. He actually pays all that to be at those shows. All those guys, Brock Lesnar guy, this green smiley guy, all those, none of those guys actually get paid uh, to be in those those spots. Even um, even WB's biggest fan on Twitter. 
uh, John Glick, he doesn't do that either. They're all they all pay money to be in those spots. No, WB does not pay for those guys. So I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up of um, of uh, what that is because I know that they always everybody thinks that they get planted there and they don't. Uh, so, anyways, we appreciate coming. On. Appreciate Steve Rummage coming on the beginning of the show uh, and and filling in for JK. Appreciate uh, JK not being here. Appreciate JK not being here. We appreciate that, JK. Thank you so much. Uh, but you can get us all on the podcast avenues, um, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, TuneIn Radio app, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com. We're also on a Bar Burner Network. That's right over 114 platforms through the Bar Burner Fired Up Network. Every Tuesday night, you can hear our show, as well as Hall About Sports on the Hall About Sports app. Um, and speaking of earlier, we had Kerry, the Color Noble guy. If you go to CollarNobleBrand.com and use promo code RINGSIDE, you save 10% and you have the Ringside Podcast out. We appreciate all the support. Get all the shirts there and look just like Carrie sitting front row your own sh- your own indie show wearing a color noble shirt with a promo code ringside and you know you save 10 percent and you feel great wearing the best wrestling apparel there is today you can get us all on the social media the twitter the instagram and the facebook at ringside podcast individually on twitter i'm at daniel spencer i'm at jeremy underscore csc all right, guys. We once again uh, next week uh, we might have another guest. We don't know yet. We're working some details out. It's going to be pretty cool. But we got a lot of exciting things to happen here in the world of professional wrestling. We need a ringside podcast T-shirt. It's it's in the works. Okay. It's a collar elbow ringside podcast yeah, T-shirt. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, Col- it's coming. Col- it's Col- coming. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, and you, and we're going to be able to sell those. We'll sell those. And there's more. Actually, I got more fanny packs coming. That I got koozies. I got tons of stuff on the way. We got merch. Merch, merch, merch. Lots of merch. All right, guys, as always, in the meantime, between time. Till next time, you can catch us ringside. See ya.